live with the I Am ASI radio show coming to you from the KSSU station at Sac State every Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Hello, everybody. This is Gabster with the I Am ASI podcast, and I'm also here with Basic Tat. Woohoo! Hey, hey. How are you doing today? You know, I'm, I'm pretty exhausted, to be honest with you, so this is going to be a very interesting show. <laughs> it's so far into the semester, right? We're one month done. Oh, and my gosh. Just, yeah, just, like, drowning a little bit. Awesome. Week, week five? Is it week five? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't matter. That's fair. So today's today's show, if we can actually manage to to talk our way through the exhaustion, <laughs> will be all about the life of a board member. So we've had a lot of discussions about what it means to run to be a board member, what the specifications are, and what some of the specific rewards are for like embarking on this journey. And today we're actually going to talk a little bit about our personal experience of when we actually started running for board all the way up until now. So we're, we're coming towards the end of our term, and I kind of wanted to give people a feel for what it actually means to be on the board, what, what, like how you learn to navigate all of the responsibilities that you have being on the board. So Don and I are going to talk a little bit about our personal experience, um, and kind of what it's meant to us. And then we're even going to go into some of the areas in which we maybe knew a little bit more, or we did things a little bit differently. Um, so that any of you that are interested in even interacting with the board or becoming a board member, you kind of have a good idea of what that means. So I'm really excited. So we're, we're going to start out with kind of the very beginning. So we're not going to talk about the elections process really anymore. Um, we have some podcasts that are already up that talk a little bit about the elections process, and there are workshops that are still going on. So if you're interested in being elected to the board, go check those out. Um, we're actually going to start with this ceremony that comes after you've been elected, where you find out, like, you know, I've we've done all of the elections, it's closed now, what are the results? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And today is a little bit unique, because I am very lucky that I had... Um, just a very average experience. I went to the swearing-in ceremony. I got to hear um, previous board members speak. I got to see my new board and meet them when we all found out if we were elected. And Donna, or Basic Tag, her experience was a little bit different. So we're going to talk about that today. So the swearing-in ceremony. Ours took place over the summer in May. And you go and you're with all of the candidates. So everybody that ran for all of the positions is normally there. I know sometimes Sometimes there's, you know, conflicts and whatever, but all of the people who ran were at the swearing-in ceremony. So it's a pretty big ceremony. You show up, there's food, it's exciting, and then we all come together and we, we sit down with all of the people who ran and someone reads off um, the results of the election. So it's, it's really exciting and you get to see all of the people that you've been kind of campaigning with or, you know, you've been going to all of these workshops with them. So for the, that was kind of the swearing in ceremony. Once you find out, you get to do this cool, very formal thing where you go up and you pledge your oath to ASI, like that you're going to be a great board member. You get to meet the rest of the board. So the president, the EVP, depending on what you're running for, you get to actually meet everyone and take pictures together. And one of my favorite parts about this um, opportunity, there were a lot of past board members not just from the board from the year before, but several years. They actually came back. They have great relationships with a lot of people that work at ASI. So 
I got to actually sit down with a past president um, and talk to her about her experience and ask her if she had any tips or tricks or, you know, kind of like what's coming next. I've focused everything on the election. Now what happens? So it was a wonderful experience. And I got to see the faces of the people I'll be working with for the next full academic year. So Donna's was a little bit different. So do you want to kind of tell us how how yours unfolded, like your experience? Yeah, absolutely. So um, there are some similarities uh, with my story and your story. So, you know, I did run along with everybody else um, last week. Um, you know, uh, we were talking about it. We had Noah Marty, uh, who is the current VP of University Affairs for ASI. Uh, he was on here and I was chatting with him. So he and I actually were running against each other in the elections last spring, and um, it, he he won. Uh, and so at that announcement party, uh, my daughter and I actually came there, and, and nobody really knew who had won at that point in time. So, um, you know, we were all kind of getting something to eat and just sitting and, and chit-chatting with each other. They made the announcement, and, um, you know, everybody celebrated Noah's victory, and my daughter was, you know, she was so sweet. She was like, oh, it's okay, Mom. <laughs> You know, so she was kind of comforting me, which was really nice, I thought. Um, and, uh, you know, they all I watched everybody kind of the everybody who was elected to their roles and positions leave the area, go take their picture. Uh, and then I didn't really participate in anything um, until like about a month or so, maybe a couple months later, actually. And what ended up happening was um, we found out that there was a or I found out that there was a board position that was open, a couple of them um, that nobody ran for. So that was really interesting. So because nobody ran for this position, nobody was elected or appointed into those positions. And so the board of directors decided to open up those two positions, which is director of business administration and director of education. And uh, it, they gave the whole entire student body a chance to really apply for those. And, and the board got to select who they felt, you know, would best represent their particular college. So I ended up putting in my application. Uh, I got a couple of referrals from some of the professors that I had been working closely with and uh, applied for that position and then went through an interview process with um, a panel. And after the interview process, I was notified that I was selected as the recommendation uh, of the ASI president and to and requested to attend the upcoming meeting. So I ended up uh, coming out and attended the meeting, the very first board meeting. Um, and at that point in time, the president, you know, the ASI president said a couple of things and said that, you know, I am his recommendation for this particular director position. And the whole board voted in favor of my appointment. And so I was appointed to the board. So um, that was pretty cool. I, I got to do a swear in ceremony right then and there. I uh, got a couple pictures and, you know, with the whole board. And, and so that was my experience. So it was pretty cool. A little bit different, but, you know, uh, definitely worth it for sure. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that it came so quickly because the next thing we're going to talk about, what comes immediately after um, or what your next requirement is, is to attend retreat. Oh, retreat was fun. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about retreat. For me, this was a source of stress. So I didn't realize that it was going to be 
um, an overnight stay somewhere else. I didn't know what all of the requirements were or what, what to expect. And like, see, and for me, it was a little bit different because, you know, when I was applying for this specific position, they had told me, they said, you know, well, make sure that you're going to be able to come to this mandatory retreat that's going to be an overnight stay. So I feel like I kind of, you know, got a little bit more details than, than maybe Gapster did over here. Yeah. And, and, um, it was really exciting because obviously it's nice if you're going to be working with people, a group of people, um, in a professional capacity for an entire academic year, and you're going to be constantly working with each other, it's a great way to actually get to know the people on the board. Because I imagine, at, at least for me, it takes a little bit of time to get to know um, the people you're working with. But because this is such a quick position and you only get an academic year to achieve all your goals and dreams, um, it was a fantastic way to actually get to know everybody on the board really quickly. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it really speaks volumes to how dedicated ASI is to really train um, and support student leaders and upcoming student leaders, because most of the time, you know, we recognize that students don't have always the experience of being a leader or what leadership's about. And the fact that ASI really focuses heavily on training, um, you know, board members to to take on these leadership roles without really having much experience at all. I think that's phenomenal. And as you'll see, if when, when you start entering into the workforce, if you haven't already, um, you know, most organizations do have some form of uh, like an orientation where they get people together and, you know, all the new hires together and, and, you know, have them do team building activities and whatnot. So this is very similar, just at a, uh, a more in-depth and more professional level. Absolutely. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the purpose of the retreat. So for those of you who are interested in um, running for a position and you're looking forward to, to this and you kind of want to know what to walk into it with, because that's how that's how I am. So I was like, what am I supposed to have prepared? <laughs> like other than packing a toothbrush and being there on time, like what is expected of me? And so we're going to tell you a little bit about that and how you could make the experience even better by thinking about a couple of things before you before you go, before you embark on the, the wonderful social event that is the retreat, the first retreat. And I, and I do have to say too, that they have a, a list of different items that they say you should pack. Um, <laughs> swimsuit is listed on there and there's no need for the swimsuit. Like I packed it and I'm thinking, what am I going to go swimming? I'm going to go swimming. Like, okay. And, uh, there was not a single time that we went swimming. So I was a little bit bummed, but with as much stuff that was filled in, in the day, then I, it was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll talk a little bit about some of the general reasons that they have the retreat. So obviously it's for the, the team building portion. Um, but also on the retreat, you get to, um, partake in different trainings. So Dr. Johnson, who at the time was the head of the Centers for Diversity and Inclusion on campus, he made his way all the way up there to do a training on diversity and inclusion. It was wonderful. So all of us had to be in the room. We were participating. We had activities. It was fantastic. And then Sandra, who we had on the podcast two weeks ago, and she will be an advisor to the board, executive director for ASI. She does this really engaging um, engaging like game show style um, activity where oh, you learn, fun. yeah, you get to learn all of the rules and regulations or the most important ones. It's really hard to get through all of them um, in a two day trip. Um, but she goes over all of the rules and regulations. And so you get to learn about the main ones in a really fun way with everybody else. Um, and then on top of that, we got to do our strategic priority planning 
which I think is the bulk of the retreat, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a, it was a couple day session. Um, the first day was really kind of hammering out and, and, you know, brainstorming with everybody. What is important to all the different directors? What do they want to see a, as a change here on campus to help better students in their learning environment? And then the second day was really more um, kind of fine tuning. And, and putting some realistic expectations uh, and timelines together for us to be able to realistically achieve those goals. Yeah, and it's it was really exhausting, but it was actually really fun. So the obviously, all of the people that work for ASI, all of the advisors to the board, the wonderful people that support us when we're trying to get stuff done, they've done this a couple of times. <laughs> so they have a pretty great process on how they can pull the strategic priorities together and get everyone to kind of agree and land on a final document, um, which the link has been put in the description on KSSU. So if you're interested in seeing what our strategic priorities have been for the past academic year, uh, you can absolutely access those, which I think is fantastic. Um, so going back a little bit to the retreat. So you put all your hopes and dreams up there, what you would love to get done, what's important to you. For me, diversity and inclusion was a big one. Um, college to career paths, that was a really big one. I know we had some people that were really um, heavily focused on environmental um, like ideas, affairs, things like that. And then census was a huge one. So a lot of the people that are on our board now are really, really focused on the 2020 census. So all of those found their way into the strategic priorities and we wrote down very general ideas of what was important. And then um, an advisor to the board helps us say, okay, so now go up there and tally which ones you absolutely can't be on the board without. So go up there and just, you know, put a little sticker next to it and we'll see, we'll have a visual representation of what's most important to the board and then what we can eliminate just to keep it reasonable. So after we did that, we came up with a fantastic list, list of strategic priorities and each person got to say, okay, I definitely want to be involved in this one and this one. It was like a kid in a candy store. <laughs> if you like, if you went through this whole process, it was a really nice like end result. Um, and that was like the entire, um, the main focus of retreat. And aside from that, obviously we got to get to know all of the advisors to the board. We got to ask questions about the specifics, like, okay, what about my office hours? All the logistical stuff, we did have time to ask questions and figure that out. Um, but retreat was wonderful to, for the strategic priorities. There's no distractions. We all get together and it, it was a great way to kind of see where everyone's head is at and where you're, who you're going to be working with most on the strategic priorities. One of the things I really liked was that it was just a short distance out of town. So it wasn't anywhere super crazy long drive. It wasn't something that was really super close so that you still felt like you were attached to your life here on campus. It was, um, it's, it's located actually, you know, about what, like half an hour, 45 minutes away, I think, if you yeah. drive from campus um, out in the, was it like the eastern yeah, kind of direction towards Tahoe? Yep. And uh, it's at the Jesuit Retreat Center. If you're familiar, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is really cool. So it's like, you know, they have, all of your your beddings and like a dorm style um it's kind of out in the wilderness a little bit so it's really nice peaceful serene and allows you to just kind of feel like you're escaping from your day-to-day -day stuff and like abster was saying you know really just focus on um hey how do i be a board member because at the end of the day you know we're we're all new to this and and you know, even if you have some experience working on boards of directors, we have, you know, just such high level of professionalism with within the advisors that we have here. And they really work to help guide you to make your job very easy. 
Yeah, and the last thing I I would want to touch on, which kind of ropes in the more professionalism part that comes from board meetings. So we do have working and formal board. That's what they're called. They alternate each week. Um, but there is a procedure that goes along with board meetings that I was completely unfamiliar with until I actually <laughs> got on the board. And so, and I'm sure Donna can talk about this too, because she got to attend the board meeting. We immediately went into, as soon as she was sworn in, she sat down, we got right into the, the meat of what a board meeting is. So at retreat, you learn um, parliamentary procedure. And and I do want to touch a little bit on that, too, since you're bringing it up. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the times people look at bureaucracy like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing in the world. Yes. Why are we doing all this bureaucratic nonsense? But, you know, in all reality, it really helps to minimize conflict. And so, you know, bureaucratic procedures are not necessarily always a bad thing. So um, if you're not familiar with that term, it basically just means that there is a specific way to do certain activities and you have to, um, you know, when you're meeting as a group, uh, for example, you would take turns speaking. So not everybody is talking all at one time. And, you know, all of all of the ways that everybody is looking to, um, you know, interact with each other while during those meetings, that is all written down in you know, Robert's rules of order, as well as like the Gloria Romero act. Those are the official terms for it, but they're all basically like a checklist. This is how you're supposed to act and behave while you're in the meetings. And by doing that and having that, it really helps reinforce a positive working relationship. So then that way it's not like, you know, super dramatic reality TV star drama going on in the boardroom. Cause you can imagine there's nine directors and then there's five people on the executive board. And that's not including the advisors that are sitting in. Then we have people that um, come in to represent like the residence hall, our office of governmental affairs. It's a room that's filled with a lot of people. Each with a different personality and a different idea of what's, you know, the best way to to govern students and what's not. Absolutely. And the procedure I've seen more than once has been an excellent way to make sure that order stays when things are, it's a challenging topic. So we have, so my last question kind of about retreat that I'm going to ask Donna, but I'm going to answer it first because it's related, (laughs) um, is like favorite moments at the retreat. So one of my favorite moments was when I got to meet the person that would be teaching us the parliamentary procedure. And that's Tammy. Oh, Tammy's amazing. She, I've heard people say spirit animal. She's absolutely my spirit animal. She's fantastic. She actually made it interesting to learn this and it's a very dry procedure it works really well in reality like when you're utilizing it but to learn it she actually made it fun like figuring out when you raise your hand and when you're able to ask to move something from you know our agenda onto the consent (laughs) calendar all of these things that are so for me logistics I can't stand it I'm not interested I just want to give my opinion and vote but she made it really interesting to learn why it's important that we do things in this certain order. And she's absolutely fantastic. So you'll see her if you're interested in seeing like an example of a board meeting, they're all online. The link um, is up right now on KSSU. So if you want to go and see some of our formal boards in action, you can see Tammy. She's sitting right next to Jen, our executive vice president in the board meetings. Um, And she's She's there to support our executive vice president, who is the primary person kind of leading the board meetings and keeping everyone in line. 
So one of the, one of the things I did really love about, uh, about Tammy, just to kind of piggyback on that. Um, she really gave me a lot of insight to how procedures are supposed to be like we were saying, but she also kind of touched on another aspect. So, um, I had founded, like when I was talking a couple of weeks ago, I had founded an organization or co-founded an organization here on campus. That's a student organization. And, um, you know, I had, I was able to ask her a couple of questions about, you know, how meetings should be ran during um, like membership meetings or, or how we should uh, elect our officers and in, in our student clubs. And, you know, she gave me some really good advice. And she said that the Gloria Romero Act not only applies to ASI, but it also applies to student clubs as well. And so, you know, that's something to consider. If you are a leader within a student organization, Definitely check into the Gloria Romero Open Meeting Act because that's something that she said does apply to student organizations. And if you're, you know, not following those guidelines, it could mean, you know, potential challenges for your organization and, you know, potentially even some fines to go along with it. So definitely check that out. We'll link that into the uh, into the the website as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, so you got to hear my favorite part, which was hanging out with Tammy and learning about parliamentary procedure and also eating ice cream, by the way, and um, wearing pajamas. So they make it fun, like surprisingly fun. <laughs> so we were all like half of us are in onesies. I was in like a pizza jammy set and just eating ice cream, trying to figure out how we're supposed to run board meetings. So it's really professional and also spectacular and very fashion focused the whole time. So it's exciting. But so Donna, what was one of your favorite parts of retreat? I just got to meet you. That was oh, my that was my favorite part. That's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> so what was your favorite part? No, really, that actually was my favorite part. Um, you know, little Gabster over here had such a great, amazing personality. And uh being a uh being a she's blushing right now. You can't see her, but she is. It's it's really kind of adorable. Um, you know, but not just her, but you know, meeting the other board members as well. I mean, it was um really kind of nerve wracking for me coming back to university as a, as what I've been titled as a non-traditional student, which means that I'm old. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it was kind of nerve wracking to, to belong to like the student body that governs, you know, different departments on campus for other students and, and wonder like, am I going to be accepted for somebody that is not a traditional student? And, um, you know, Gabster was really, really welcoming. She was really inviting. We had some amazing conversations uh, and, and same with a lot of the other directors as well, you know. And so I've been able to, over the course of this last, you know, several months, um, just form just such great, you know, professional relationships with each of them. So my favorite part really ultimately was just being there and connecting with everybody. Yeah, I will say like on top of on top of hanging out with Tammy, it is true. Like we got to do a lot of team exercises that were really interesting, like finding out our leadership styles. And I'm sure a lot of people have have seen what that looks like. Um, but we got to do that with our board members. So it did kind of bring us together in humor and, you know, in commonality of, of personality and leadership style. So I will agree, like I did get to hang out with, <laughs> with the basic tech and we got to like talk about how, oh yes, this is our personality. We're very much like this and this. And so it was really fun. It, it, it kind of forced us to make connections with it, people on the board. Absolutely. And you know, one of the things I really liked was that they brought out, um, you know, we, everybody in, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people in organizations like to do like personality tests and quizzes and you know, who doesn't like those? I, I remember as a, as a kid looking through my little magazine, like checking, you know, what would you do in this situation? Well, we got to do something like that. Um, 
Um, it was a personality test called True Colors, and it breaks you down. Basically, you answer a bunch of questions, and then um, it breaks you down based on a color of of what you feel that your person or what um, your personality type is, right? And so it kind of gives you a little bit more insight to how you are as as a person, and and you know, like if you're more analytical, if you're more outgoing, if you're more um, empathetic towards others, you know, things of that nature. And you know, that was really cool to see that, and then compare with all of our other board members on, you know, what their personalities are like. And then, you know, really kind of sit there and assess like, okay, well, how does my personality fit well with their personality? And are they, you know, saying things a certain way just because they want to be a jerk? Or is it because they just have a different way of approach than I do? And, you know, it really opened my eyes to that. So I really love that. Yeah, completely agree. Absolutely. Um, what, what color are you? Oh, my first, so there's a, there's a hierarchy of color. Mm -hmm. So my first color is green and then it's orange. Okay. And then, so what is green? Green is like, I'm very analytical, but I'm not, I'm not the same as like, so the orange is super focused on like time management, doing things in a certain order. (laughs) And I have a portion of that, but mine is definitely more focused on like, I just, I like to know what's happening. I like to have knowledge about the things I'm embarking on and it helps me feel confident and safe in like trying to complete tasks. What about you? You were orange. Yeah, I was orange. I was orange. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? Um, So, yeah, I was orange and I was also blue. So orange, uh, just to kind of add on to what Gabster was saying, you know, there's um, it's a lot of like outgoing personality, really exciting, you know, and and uh, that definitely that definitely fits my personality. I'm a very energetic, you know, kind of entity here. Um, And then also the blue is more of like uh, an empath, if you will. You know, they um, they're empathetic towards others. They really try to make sure that, you know, the whole organization or people are kind of getting along with each other. So um, that was that was mine. Those are my two. Yeah, it was fun learning those. And we have them up in our office. So if you're so interested, you're like, oh, I need to know what everyone's color was, you can come in and check it out. Yeah, and it's a real it's a real assessment tool too. So yeah. if you are, you know, into organization development, behavior, human resources, business, you know, or just are curious to see, you know, how you can get along with other members of your team, check it out. It's true colors. Yes, please. Um, so what we're going to talk about next, we're going to go very briefly into kind of the life of a board member that the timeline that we've had so far. So we talked about the swearing in ceremony retreat. And then immediately after that, the semester kicks off and it's time for you to just live in your capacity as a board member. So for me, I was really, really nervous about that. Um, The number one thing that I think a lot of us were, we had to kind of figure out, we had to navigate were the board meetings. So that was super different, understanding what the board meetings were for, what we were trying to get accomplished during board meetings, and, you know, what's appropriate when. So we'll talk very, it's going to be very summary about um, board meetings, but just to kind of go over what they're for, um, it their entire or their primary reason for existing is for us to professionally ask to get things done that are on our strategic priority list. So that means we go in and we ask for a vote from the board to get everyone say about perhaps a topic, a stance on something political that's out there, um, 
that we represent the student body in saying, hey, we completely disagree with this um, new law that's coming into effect with the CSU system, or we are all for it, so here's our, our letter of recommendation, here's, what, here's why we're all for it. Um, additionally, if we're interested in pulling out funds from our, we have literally a strategic priority fund. So it's funds that have been set aside by ASI for the board to get things done for the student body. So if we're like, you know what, we need to have a diversity panel on campus, which is something I've submitted legislation for, and I need this amount to make that successful, I have to go to all of the board and say, here's the reasons why I need $300. And I lay it all out. I explain how it fits into our strategic priorities. And then I start sweating, terrified, and making, <laughs> you know, in are they going to vote for it? Are we going to get it approved? Because I want to do this. And then the entire board listens to what I have to say. They can ask questions. And then we do a vote. If it's approved, then I'm able to move forward with that idea. Um, so that's kind of the gist. Do you have anything to add about, like, the reason we have them? Yeah, really. Um, I mean, not only is it uh, because we are a nonprofit organization, uh, technically speaking, we have to abide by nonprofit rules that are uh, rules and laws that govern our entity. So, um, you know, anytime, just like you're kind of touching on anytime that we want to spend money, you know, it does have to go through that formal process. Anytime that there are decisions that are being made um, that will affect the student body, um, that has to go through a formal process. And so not only is it an opportunity for us just to kind of get together, um, it's we're fulfilling legal requirements. Yes. And on top of that, uh, I don't know if y'all are aware, and I said previously, like you can go watch our board meetings online and they're open to the public every single Wednesday from 2 to 5 p.m. Sometimes we don't run the full time. You're able to walk into the green and gold room on the third floor of the union and listen to us have these discussions about how we're spending money for you. So that's one of my favorite parts of the board meetings. That's why they exist so that we can get together. But they're also there so that the general public, whether it be the student body or the community, they can come and say, okay, I heard ASI has this much money. I heard this is what they're doing. I want to make sure that that's the case, or I have a question about it. I want to go and have, have a face-to-face -face interaction with the board. That, those meetings are made for you to do that. And there's always there's always a an opportunity for the public to address the board as well. So if you're a student and you just want to say hi or like, hey, you know, ASI, you're doing a phenomenal job and we really love all the different programs that you have on campus. And, you know, we want to, you know, just say kudos or grats. You know, you're you're absolutely welcome to come up and do that as well. If you have any um, challenges or concerns that you're facing, you can always reach out to any of us. Um, you can come to those board meetings and address us right then and there if you want to. It is uh, advised that, you know, you reach out to somebody, uh, one of your directors for your college first if you can. However, you know, that's what that public forum is there for. It's for you to come voice your opinion about what Sac State needs as a whole. Absolutely. And I, I love the board meetings for that. So, Kind of going into for people who are interested in running for the board or even for just the general student body, if you're like, what is this all about? Um, why don't you tell me, like, what was what was something you wish you knew about the board meetings before we started, before we went to our first one? What's something you're like, oh, that would have been nice to know? <laughs> so, um, so, you know, full disclosure here. So in my previous life, I... Um... I was a manager for homeowners, various homeowners associations, and then also apartment communities. And so uh, board meetings are not necessarily, um, you know, new to me. However, I, one thing I have noticed that each board does things a little bit differently. So the procedures are overall similar. However, you know, this set of these set of board meetings are actually a lot more 
in depth um, than the ones that I participated on. So I, I really probably couldn't speak on that as something that I wanted to know more about. But what I what I could speak on would be uh, my role, my position, you know, what the other roles and positions were. I do know that when I was first thinking about campaigning last uh, year, I was trying to decide if I wanted to be VP of University Affairs or VP of Academic Affairs. And I could not figure out which one was what and, and what each of those roles did. So it was really kind of hard for me to decide which one I wanted to run for. So luckily I kind of didn't get either of them um, and instead got appointed to the the director of business administration, which I feel like really kind of fits my goals a little bit more anyway, but I didn't know when I first entered. So I would have liked to have seen um, probably more details on what each role was. So that way I can better prepare myself and find out what suits my interests more. That's a really good point. And if you're interested in running um, in the upcoming election, attending a board meeting is not a bad idea because you get a very solid idea of what each role's capacity is in the board meetings, which are a huge chunk of time and a very serious commitment for the, from the board. That is a mandatory thing that we are, we're required to do. There are very specific steps if you need to miss one. And a lot of our board, we do not like missing them. We miss out on information that's coming up. We miss out on voting. Like there's a, there's a great reason that the majority of the time we're all present for those every single week. So if you're interested in running um, for the board, please come to a board meeting, even if you can only stay for the beginning or you can just listen to a little bit of it. It's absolutely worth it. It gives you a really good sense of what each role, what their capacity is um, during the board meetings, at least. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, too, like, don't don't let the level of professionalism dissuade you from running because it, you know, it, it seems kind of overwhelming. I feel like, at least from my perspective, it seemed kind of overwhelming at first because I didn't know what was expected of me. I didn't really know what to do, what the proper procedures were. But that's what we had all the advisors for. And they just such a phenomenal job, really just kind of handholding me and, and guiding me through, you know, the different um, areas that I needed to, to get more information and, um, you know, taught me how to be the best director that I could be. So, you know, once you get the hang of it, things definitely get a lot easier. And, um, you know, so, so by all means, you know, don't, don't let it dissuade you either. Yeah. And we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have a very brief discussion about committees and collaboration that happens when you become a board member and how that impacts both the board and the students at large, the student body. So we're going to go to a quick break and then when we come back, we're going to have that discussion. Attend class, study, take the final. It's the same routine semester after semester. Sac State's ASI offers something different. Join one of over 70 committees offered on campus ranging from issues like sustainability, campus diversity, or supporting Sac State clubs and organizations. There's a committee for every student on campus. So get out of the same old funk and make a difference on campus. Get involved in ASI. For more information, visit the Sac State ASI website at asi.csus.edu or visit the government office on the third floor of the University Union between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. are back. Thank you for listening to commercials. Okay. So 
the last few things we're going to talk about, because actually um, a seg- we're going to do a different segment today towards the end, so I'm really excited. But the last couple of things we're just going to talk- touch on are the committees and the collaboration that go along with this position. This is my favorite topic. So even basic tack was like, man, it's so low energy going through all the logistics. And like, it's like, yeah, I know that stuff people want to know. I definitely would have wanted to, to listen to this podcast prior to, um, to running and being sworn in. But one of my favorite things that came up, uh, once I actually started in my position was picking my committees. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's the best part. It sounds like maybe, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like. Maybe be boring or lame or just another responsibility to add onto your plate, but it is not. It is absolutely one of my favorite things about this position and the collaboration piece. Well, it's because mostly because, um, you know, it's the place where we really get to make a huge difference. I mean, I sit on a search committee for, you know, the associate dean for the College of Business. And, you know, I mean, that that's we are going to hire an associate dean for it, the College of Business. It sounds terribly boring <laughs> when you say it, but then you think about it and you're like, oh my gosh, that is such a huge decision that's going to impact so many people and you get to be part of it. I know. And it's really cool because, you know, like I get to help, you know, the students have their voice heard and say like, okay, we want an associate dean who is going to be respectful of, you know, all different races and ethnicities. And we want um, an associate dean that's going to make sure that they listen to the student voice. And, you know, I get to voice some of that information. That's really important. That's the best way to let, you know, faculty and administration know like, Hey, these are the things that are really important to students. Absolutely. So for those of you who are interested in running and for those of you who are just you like to get involved on campus or you just want to see if there's any space where you can let your like passion just run wild, the committee section on the ASI website is perfect for that. It shows you committees that are internal to ASI. So they are mostly like ASI people that are running these committees. And it also shows you university committees. These ones, in my opinion, are a little bit heavier in terms of like signing on. If you sign on to a university committee, you get to talk to people in the higher education system that are like admin, like you don't get to see them very often because then they're, they're in their office doing all the background work, doing all of the stuff that keeps everything running um, at Sac State. So if you're interested in running again or part of the student body, go check out the committee's um, like page online that lists everything. It gives you descriptions of what they are. And it's everything from like my favorite topics, diversity and inclusion. I can't say it enough. And all the way to like environmental sustainability or lobby core, which is all about lobbying for what you believe is right in the world of politics. Like it is a fantastic um, range of committees that you can sit on and participate in. And then if you want to be a board member, there are requirements for these committees. So prior to even running, it's a great idea to just go look and say, this is my number one passion. I'm really excited to sit on this committee. I hope I can get on there and have a space. And that's something to keep in mind when you're doing your strategic priorities, when you're setting up your goals, like I'm going to sit on the diversity council and this is something that's super important to me. So who do you get to work with when you're on the diversity council? Oh my gosh, the office of inclusive excellence. It's a new office. And it's right up like my alley in terms of what I love. So I get to work with like Dr. Lesson. Like these are names that, pri- of course, prior to being on the council, I was like, I don't know who that is. Like I, <laughs> I have no clue what they do. And then I walk into this room in like the presidential conference room, like super. Excuse my language, but like bougie, you know. Like I walk in and there's these comfy <laughs> chairs, and I, I'm just like, oh, this, this room is a little intimidating. But once 
once we started talking, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want to do. Like now I know like career goal wise, I could try to get to this person's position because she's doing everything I want to do for the university. And I didn't even know that she existed. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, part of that too is like, it's such great networking opportunities also. Like I've met so many people in, you know, higher positions that know people that know people. So, you know, totally. even if they may not necessarily directly relate, like I, I'm going to go sit on the, the finance and budget committee. Um, our meeting starts about three o'clock, which is one of the reasons why we have our show from two to three. But, you know, I'm, I'm not interested that much. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Sorry, Denise. I'm not interested that much in finance and budget. She's our VP of finance. Um, you know, however, I wanted to get onto this committee because finance and budget is not my strong suit. I'm more of like a, um, the human resources, you know, uh, type person. Totally. I like people interactions. I'm not really number crunching. And so I wanted to sit on this committee specifically because I wanted to get better at it and at least have a better understanding. So that way I can be, you know, well-rounded. And so I go out and look for jobs after my college has, you know, has ended. And, um, you know, this will allow me to place something on my resume that really says, hey, you know what, I have experience with finance and budget, and therefore I'm, you know, a higher elevated candidate. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the committees, for those of you who are planning on becoming a board member running um, for like in the elections coming up, keep in mind your capacity on the board is to represent the student body. It's to represent like your, whatever your position, whatever you fall under. For example, I'm the director of graduate studies. It's my responsibility on these committees to walk in and have the voice of graduate students in my mind at all times. That's one of my absolute favorite parts is that when I'm going into a diversity council meeting, I get to bring the graduate student perspective and say, hey, this is really important to this student population. And that means that it needs to be important to you as well. I love having a space to do that. It's fantastic. And then this kind of brings us into like the collaboration piece, which is another, I think it's tied for like first, my favorite parts of these positions. So I get to collaborate with like the Pride Center, student health and counseling services on events that are coming up. And in my capacity as a board member, I get to do this and offer like a a large amount of support for whatever their initiatives are as you know, if they're aligning with mine, I get to utilize whatever resources I have as a board member to make that happen with these programs. And not only that, but it's like, you know, you really get to dive into why things don't happen as quickly as we all hope that they could, because, you know, it's, it's no secret. There are a ton of challenges that, this university as well as other universities face on a, on a regular basis. And, you know, that just kind of goes to show with like higher education as a whole. Those are some things that, you know, it, there's a lot of processes that are happening behind the scenes and things run so slowly. And, you know, it's really easy for us just to sit, sit there and say like, you know, I want this to happen and I want it and it should happen right now. And, you know, but then once you get into kind of like the thick of it, then you start understanding you know, why things can't happen immediately and that there's other processes or other departments that, you know, are connected and that people do collaborate. Absolutely. And so, and I completely agree. Like it's, so keep this in mind. If you're planning on running for board, listen to this podcast over and over again <laughs> and like try to keep all of this in mind. Um, so my last question before we, we're going to like end the podcast, my last question is now that we're ending our term, it's, it's still like, it feels like it's a long way away, but it's going to happen very quickly. Oh, we're, super fast. Yeah, where we're looking at a new set of board members. If you had to start over, is there anything you would do a little bit differently or anything you'd like to know? This is to support the next board coming in. Oh, gosh, you know, that's a great question. So 
being that organizational development is my passion is as corny as that may sound it really is and that's something i learned well (laughs) it's something that i learned uh you know just by being a student here i didn't know that before i came to sac state so it's cool like this whole experience is really cool anyway so um being that that's my passion one of the things that i would like to see improve would be um, you know, trying to get maybe uh, an orientation put together beyond the retreat, um, or maybe even as part of the retreat, that would really help better. Um, that would help me better understand, you know, what it is that I'm supposed to be responsible of from day one, maybe like a checklist, uh, like an onboarding checklist that I can go through because we have to do certain things. Like we have to host a kickoff party, for example, within a certain amount of time, we have to go and, um, and, you know, talk to various clubs and organizations and, and, uh, classrooms and do presentations, things like that. So I'd like to see maybe more of a checklist that I can kind of follow. Um, that's what I wish, you know, would have, I mean, I guess I should say that's what would have helped me um, at the beginning of my term. So what I'm looking to do now is actually develop that and form um, something that's going to be easier for onboarding new onboarding members um, to really kind of follow so they can jump in and start making a difference sooner rather than later. I, I completely agree. Dang. Okay. Cause I had one in mind. And then when you started saying that, I was like, did that would be super nice. Like I started like putting one together in my head. Um, absolutely. It makes it a lot easier, for, especially for um, us green people. We like it when we have everything laid out. So it would have been great to know, okay, I have to make sure I'm on top of this this week um, for my position because yes, yeah, things kind of come in surprisingly and then you just, you handle them as they come. And it's not challenging. I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, that's too scary because we have advisors. So it's really nice. I can just go to one of my advisors and say, oh, I don't know what I'm doing right here. Like, I don't even go here. Please help me. And bless their little hearts. You know, they're so patient with us. They really are. (laughs) Because, um, you know, if you think about it, they're here for the long term and they see the board change out every single year. So they have to go through the same spiel every single year with a whole new set of board members. And so I'd like to kind of help alleviate them from having to go through the monotony of, of repeating themselves constantly, you know, and, and helping them put together um, some kind of packet or, or an onboarding, you know, program, if you will, for them to be able to say like, okay, go look in the, look in the binder. We gave you a binder, go look in the binder. That's how the procedures are. So that way it minimizes their, responsibility of having to repeat themselves over and over again. And again, it really helps support everybody because they can focus on other matters that are maybe more important that need more of their attention. You know, board members can kind of hop into their roles a lot faster. Um, You know, I feel like I got used to my role in the first semester and this is the semester that I can actually feel really comfortable and confident doing what I'm doing, but there's not enough time left now. I know. Right. It's so hard. You want to do so many things. Um, Okay. I think that was a pretty good synopsis. We probably left out like 70 or 80 things, but other (laughs) than that, it seems like we, we, you know, put it all together. So hopefully people who are interested in running for the board or collaborating with the board get a little bit better of an idea of what that would look like. Um, If you have questions, if you're planning on running or if you want to get involved, if this sparked some kind of interest, please reach out to us. That's literally what we're here for. That's That's our entire, like that is the, the, 
base of our role. Um, so please reach out to us if you have questions. If you want to talk more about something that we've we've discussed on the podcast, please reach out to us. Um, so starting next week, we will implement the segment that we discussed on like the very first podcast called Gabin with Gabster. That's me. Um, I actually have some questions from students that I've been able to put together. If you have a question and it can be any about anything, it can be about something personal that you're experiencing on campus, any any question that you have related to our time here at Sac State, please ask, and we will choose a couple of questions every week to respond to. Um, so please submit them to either our Instagrams or our email. The information is on the KSSU website. It's also on the ASI website. It's impossible not to see our information somewhere um, on the CSUS website. We're, we're everywhere yeah. for some reason. Everywhere. Oh, oh, we're everywhere. Yes, we're everywhere. So please check us out, our show, every Tuesday from 2 to 3. And if you miss a podcast, if you're like, oh, no, because I know all of you are you know, adjusting your schedule to listen to us. If you miss one, they are recorded. This one's definitely recorded. <laughs> and uploaded to the KSSU website under podcast. So please go check us out. Um, if anything interests you again, please contact us. I'm going to say it a million times and that's it. And we will see y'all next week. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening in everybody. Bye.